Hello, hello, everyone. As we have finally hit a point where mental health has become a global conversation, but how do we know what treatment is right for us? And how do we gain confidence in alternative medicines? My name is Margaret Williamson, and I'm the head of partnerships at Nucleus, where we work to connect data and people in their journey to well being. And you're watching Mind Shifting Moments, where we work to believe that, hey, the best way to gain confidence is by asking questions. And our big question today is why should I try Ibogaine? I'm honored to have both the CEO, Tom Siegel, and their chief medical director, Dr. Felipe Malacara of Beyond, here with me today to help us answer those questions. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Margaret. Hello, Margaret. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for having us. And tell us a little bit, doctor, you're actually joining us from Mexico. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm in Cancun, Mexico. Wonderful. So briefly, if you can, doctor, you know, give us a little bit of introduction and let us know and the people watching why your experience and your expertise makes you the perfect person to help us answer why we should try Ibogaine. Well, I have been working with Ibogaine and treating patients mainly from uh, substance abuse for 17 years now. I was formed previously in another renowned clinic. And now we are working together and alongside with Beyond to make this better and a little bolder because we are more open to different uh, aspects of the Ibogaine treatment. It's our therapy, Ibogaine helped or Ibogaine induced uh, program that we can accept not only substance abuse patient, but also patients with certain amount of mental problems like stress, like depression, like post-traumatic stress. And we are willing to help them and trying to find a way of these all different uh, data, which is uh, floating on the internet about Ibogaine is not only for substance abuse, but also to help other mental problems, post-traumatic stress, disorder, uh, severe anxiety, and severe depression uh, to prove it right if it's the case. So we are open to make all this work of treating patients, investigation, research to achieve that. I love that. And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted you two from beyond to be my guest to help answer this question. I think that a lot of the resources out there talk about, you know, the, the addiction recovery and those severe PTSD use cases. But I love that you guys have a sort of unique standpoint that you've added to the therapy as well. Uh, Tom, can you share some light on that? Absolutely. Thank you, um, uh, Margaret. Um, I think uh, it's important to underscore the fact that um, over thousands of treatments conducted by uh, Dr. Malakara, our chief uh, clinical officer, and uh, Dr. Jeffrey Camlet, uh, our chief medical officer, um, we've developed a proprietary uh, a protocol, both to address safety factors, which we'll probably get into today, but also um, other aspects. We call it insight-oriented Ibogaine. And the reason for that is through five phases of preparation, pretreatment, treatment, and aftercare, uh, acute and long-term aftercare, 
our therapists, our medical professionals, our nurses are aiding our guests. We call them guests, not uh, patients. Aiding our guests in the first phase of understanding what is the issue area or the challenge, whether it's a behavioral addiction or a chemical dependency, uh, depression, anxiety, uh, severe PTSD, or a combination thereof. Yeah. Uh, what is the source of this? What is the root of this issue area? And then when the guests participate in the pretreatment, they're really setting an agenda. We actually call it the personal psychedelic agenda. And the purpose of that is for them to really understand what is the um, goal of this therapeutic delivery model. And so when they go through the Ibogaine experience, they actually have a sense of purpose and intention behind it uh, across multiple dimensions, multiple issue areas, family, money, career, self-esteem, uh, early childhood experience, et cetera. So what this enables us to do is uncover and then address through a very specific design, a therapeutic approach to recovery from either a behavioral addiction or chemical dependency or a recurring traumatic event that other therapeutic methods have been able to address. Okay, right there. That's the part that I love, right? So when we talk about who who is this for, right? I think we we've got the idea of, you know, severe addiction, severe PTSD and trauma, but on some of them there might be milder use cases or scenarios. I I love there's a video on your website or in, and on your social media where one of your guests talked about not having an opioid addiction, but she kept scratching her legs. And she would go to the different doctors and they would treat the symptoms, you know, give you topical ointments, give you steroid creams, even try to dig a little bit deeper to say, you know, hey, maybe it's something you're eating. Maybe you switch detergents. But the reality is, right, is that our mental systems and our physical systems are connected, but they're not the same. And so sometimes, right, the things that are happening inside of our brains are causing physical manifestations and symptoms but it can't be solved from something that's only experienced through the topical, right? And that's, to me, what right. I think is so unique about Ibogaine. Am I correct in that? Is that maybe what sets it apart from some of the other, you know, talk therapy medications, some of the other prescription drugs that might exist on the market? Yes, I'm gonna let Dr. Makar address the medical aspects of this, but just to set the stage a little bit, um, Ibogaine is known to reset. Right, this is one of the most powerful aspects of this plant. Uh, it's, it is an experience that interrupts the uh, opiate dependency, the cravings, the chemical dependency, and the withdrawals. So this same principle can be applied, and we do apply it, to a reset of a number of dependencies or what we'll call maladaptive coping with the um, traumatic events of life that many people have experienced, but have not gotten to a point where they're, they're struggling so much that they're addicted to a you know, powerful narcotic alcohol. Uh, they're, they're struggling with changing their behavior mm -hmm. and they need that reset. And so who is this for? This is for people who either 
have chemical dependency, severe depression, anxiety, or trauma, or those of us who are not suffering with that, but really do need a reset in their experience of some behavior that is no longer serving them constructively. Right. I love that. You know, I, and not to cut off, cut you off doctor, but maybe I, you can add on to this because I was going through and, and reading sort of like, okay, who is this for? And I got caught on ones that were irritability and anger, inability to experience a sense of reward or joy in life, a more acute awareness of the details and nuances of ordinary aspects of life, a lack of motivation, low energy levels. You know, these are things when you, when you start identifying those types of behaviors, well, all of a sudden, maybe I am included in that circle. Um, and maybe, you know, us going through what we went through over the last two and three years from social unrest to global pandemics um, to, you know, full supply chains being disrupted, that we can start to open our minds to say, you know, maybe this is something that's worthwhile, that I should make this type of investment in my own mental health and healing. So doctor, if you can tell us, you know, if we're going through those list of indicators, how many of those should we check off before we feel like this is a proper treatment or is one enough? Well, uh, unfortunately right now, Ibogaine is kind of stigmatized, is uh, kind of uh, risky medication is, probably the riskiest of all the psychedelics available right now. And of course, this may get like a tricky decision to say that this could be for everyone. Probably, eventually, uh, it might be proven that it will help anyone. But right now, it's uh, kind of difficult to address. So if you have like mild uh, anxiety or mild depression symptoms, Definitely, I don't think it's like the first choice. But if you have been multi-treated and it doesn't work, then it's about time to begin thinking of other solutions. And ibogaine might be one of those solutions. Okay. Same with uh, same with uh, substance abuse. Yeah. If there's uh, other options, probably they can be think of first. But it's definitely proven that in this case, and specifically on opiates, nothing works better than ibogaine. Despite the risk that it represents, nothing works better than ibogaine on opiate addiction. And on other addiction, it has a very good uh, percentage of success. But something that people must know is, is not magic. There's nothing magic about ibogaine. It's just a uh, uh, detonant of a healing process is the beginning of a healing process it just makes things easier it's not that you do ibogaine treatment and you are cured immediately no it's just to in the case of substance abuse it will reduce or stop the withdrawal symptom and the cravings which it's a big deal of a help if you continue to have the proper therapy, a proper psychological assessment and the proper follow-up in order to do the things that must be done, changing environment, uh, beginning to perform things in a different way, uh, getting rid of whatever triggers the consumption of substances, getting rid of your cell phone number or SIM so you cannot be tracked by your dealers or they cannot locate you anymore, there's a lot, a lot of work that has to be done. 
So I need to stress that ibogaine is not magic. It's just a chemical reaction that occurs in your brain that levels a little bit your brain chemistry and helps to get it through the pathway of recovery. It's not immediate recovery. It's not a magic cure. But it's a great deal of a help that we can offer every single patient to better succeed in this goal of living uh, in a better way, of living uh, free of addictions or free of stress or free of depression. Yeah, But stress, anxiety, and depression are normal reactions to different events. The goal is to make them like to last what they have to. Short-lasting events of stress are pretty normal. Short-lasting depression for certain situations are pretty normal. Mm -hmm. Short-lasting anxiety for extremely stressful situations are pretty normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Problem is when they prolonged in time and cause a chronic syndrome. That's when action has to be taken. Yes, I, I agree. You know, you said so many interesting things. I think the one that's jumping out to me first is, you know, you talked about how it, because that's what we want to get into, right? Like, how does ibogaine do what it does? And it, what you're saying is that it sounds like it's a great addendum to a full therapy regimen, right? This is someone who has entered onto their journey of well-being and healing back to their true self. I want to talk to you guys about that and, and the true path. You know, what does that mean? What are you guys talking about when you when you talk about things like that? And that chemical part, I, I read something, and this was a big mind shift for me, that what it does is take you back almost to that pre-seven-year-old brain where the chemicals inside your brain are allowing you to learn things faster, create new patterns, um, to, to look at life without all of those baggage or sometimes those, those you know, routes that we've dug in our mind. So like, it doesn't matter, even if someone pays you a compliment, there's something that's triggered inside your brain, this chemical imbalance has manifested itself in thought processes and patterns. And that's where we end up in poor behaviors and not being able to realize the full potential of our true selves. And so how does that work? Is that right? That it's, it's realigning the chemicals in our brain so that we can approach life differently? And what does it mean to find your back to yourself in the true path? Well, yes, a chemical reaction occurs, and it begins in your liver. Ibogaine is... going to have to take a bit of this one, but uh, okay. doctor, help us understand how it works. Um, you know, the, the, the increase in GDNF, the um, retention of nor-ibogaine, and then I'd love to try to, if I can, add to that uh, kind of what it means to... Um, understand that whole person and the commencement of that stage of this therapeutic uh, care continuum. Yes, definitely. As, uh, as I was saying, it's a chemical reaction. It begins in your liver mm -hmm. when you begin turning ibogaine into nor-ibogaine. And it's nor-ibogaine, the one that goes to your brain and performs all these chemical balance, and we can say it resets many of your receptors for many different neurotransmitters and substances back to a previous stage where they were working in a more proper or 
more physiological way, we want to call it that way. Yeah. And the great advantage of ibogaine is that it has a kind of a long lasting effect. It remains there for a period of time that opens this window of opportunity for people to begin readapting to a new or a previous way of living. Yeah, depending on how severe is the problem, it has to be like totally changed or just get back to the original pathway. That's what we mean with getting through yourself, to your true self. Yeah, getting back to where you were or getting where you have to be, to the life that you deserve, not the one that you have been carrying upon your shoulders for several years, but what really was meant for you, like something that you really deserve and not what life has pulled you through in a different situations or consequences. Right. I love that. I always say, you know, we have to remember that it's usually not a hardware issue, right? Sometimes when our computers start acting up, we don't need to throw the whole computer away, but somehow we've, we've downloaded some malware, right? We've got a virus. It needs to go through this resetting process. We need to wipe clean the programming, but the actual functionality, the way that our minds are working, the way that our bodies are functioning, that's still performing properly. So that's so amazing how Ibogaine can get right into that, uh, that center part. Tom, do yeah, you know Margie, just to, to add to that idea, remember, no addict, no person that we have the privilege of working with uh, or any therapist outside of beyond is operating in isolation, right? We're in relationships. Uh, people are in communities. Um, they don't wake up one day and become a qualified candidate for therapy um, uh, on their own. Uh, this is usually a process that has gotten to a point, which frankly at Beyond, we hope to help people avoid, uh, but it's gotten to a point where it is no longer sustainable. It is no longer serving them. And so what the um, insight-oriented Ibogaine approach of Beyond aims to do is first understand what are the issues that need to be identified? What are the intentions that need to be set beyond just stopping the behavior? The behavior is, um, is, is part of the equation, whether it's sex, gambling, pornography, drugs, or a recurring resp a response to a recurring traumatic event. The behavior modification or um, the behavioral aspect of this is a result of something. It's, mm -hmm. it, it is not the thing that we're aiming to address. So in that early phase, when you, you asked about um, understanding the whole person, we're really trying to understand what is the root cause of uh, the, the, the mood, the mindset, the, the um, psychological experience, emotional experience that is resulting in this behavior. And there are a number of ways that we do that. Our preparation begins remotely. So before a guest even leaves uh, their um, location, their home environment, they're engaged with therapeutic coaches from beyond to begin a series of exercises uh, to uh, develop sort of the foundational material, if you will that are, 
our trained addiction medicine therapists on site are going to use with that guest when they arrive to say, okay, now we sort of have an understanding of the landscape, what's causing these behaviors. Uh, they go deeper in the pretreatment phase. Again, aiming to understand the whole person means understanding their relationships, understanding their own life experiences, their expectations, their 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 family, uh, mm -hmm. their self, and their spiritual uh, experience as well. So psychological, emotional uh, aspects to setting that personal psycho psychedelic agenda is crucial prior to the ibogaine because otherwise the ibogaine does what it does as dr malakar so eloquently pointed out mm -hmm. but it but it needs to be utilized in a context with right. a with a structured facilitated approach so the value is compounded we're not yeah. just detoxing or resetting we're actually helping people separate from that behavior so that they can see clearly so that they can begin a new way of relating to the experience that's causing the behavior mm -hmm. that is more constructive and healthier for them i hope that helps you understand it to it totally does you know that this is it's not just a quick vacation right we're not going to come down here take this magic pill and then be a changed person when we leave um that it's a full process this is a decision and what's so great about what you guys do is instead of having to go around the corner to our doctor's office, we're able to begin this transformational journey um, or go through the most in-depth part of it at your luxurious, beautiful facilities in Mexico. Um, maybe you, we can skip to that, right? So say we've decided that this is right for us. We've undergone the pre-treatment, those sort of pre-steps that happening, the coaching process. Now we've landed and we're on site there at the facility. Um, what happens, you know, what's happening to my physical body as the treatment's being administered? You know, that's that's the kind of stuff I'm curious about. Sure. So again, uh, just to set the table, the context, we're treating the whole person, right? So the environment matters, nutrition matters, the feelings of the relationship with the staff matter. You know, we aim to uh, we've designed an environment, we've created a location, a place, which will expand that most of our clients are going to feel extremely comfortable in. They're very familiar with uh, the type of environment, with the, the, the pool, the comfortable accommodations, access to internet, you know, great food. These things, they're, 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 first of all, we want people to feel safe. We want them to feel comfortable so that they can do the work that I was just describing and Dr. Malakar was describing. Mm -hmm. So while they're with us, of course, that those elements are not therapy. Sure, do we also offer uh, adjunct therapies, uh, yoga, meditation, sound healing, uh, sometimes qigong. We've had clients request um, uh, jiu-jitsu, things that are very familiar in a healing uh, environment. But that's not Ibogaine treatment. That's the set and setting. So what I described before is the mindset mm -hmm. we're helping prepare through the, the remote coaching. And then the setting itself is a place of healing. It's a in, it, it is where a therapist 
and our guests can deeply engage, quickly build trust, quickly build a sense of safety so that when they go into the Ibogaine-assisted treatment, they actually get the, the work done. Um, so the environment is um, clinical, but not too clinical. Right. It's warm and elegant, but not opulent. Right. The intention is not to distract somebody. The intention is to help them feel safe mm-hmm. so that they can do the hard work that they need to do to change their life because they came here to do work. They didn't come here, as you pointed out, on vacation. Exactly. So important. Such an important um, thing to redo. It brought me to another part. So I know we were going to talk about, you know, what the actual administration of the medicine is, and that is important. And I'm hoping it can lead us into, well, let's let's start there, because I think that is important. People have curiosity. Um, you know, how is this medicine? I've done some, you know, where it can be dissolvable or some things are inhaled. What type of administration process is ibogaine treatment? Well, ibogaine is not a water-soluble substance, so it cannot be injected. It cannot be uh, given IV, it cannot be given intramuscular. So it has to be ingested. You need to take it orally by mouth and swallow it. The way that we give our patients the ibogaine is in capsules. So it's orally taken. What happens to your physical body is that we set an environment of a clinically, medically safe environment. You're gonna be in a kind of hospital setting with a cardiac and vital signs monitor and in a hospital bed. Yeah, because it's very important to uh, go th- through this process of the ibogaine in the most safest way possible. And uh, we will be taking care of your body. We will be taking care of your cardiac frequency, the way your heart's beating, your vital signs, your blood pressure, uh, your breathing rate, everything, it will be monitored the whole time that you uh, stay during the process of the ibogaine. How long will it take? Well, uh, it's a standard or an average of 12 hours, but uh, we are treating uh, people and people have physical and chemical differences. So there will be certain guests or patients that will have a slow metabolism. Probably they will need to stay longer than 12 hours. There will be those ones that will fit perfectly in the standard and the mode and the media, and they will stay there for 12 hours. And there will be some fast metabolizers, some rapid metabolizers that will be ready to, to leave the medical setting earlier than 12 hours. So we adapt to the results. It's uh, continuous surveillance. There's a nurse aware of all the monitors, depending on the amount of patients treated uh, at a time, but mostly is one or maximum two. So we are always aware of what is going on. Yeah. And the rest of the effect of the ibogaine is directly in your brain. It's a psychological experience that allows you to understand certain things, to face, to confront, and to deal with whatever takes you to take the ibogaine, your substance abuse, your uh, mental health, your uh, PTSD, whatever takes you there, it's something that you need to deal with. You need to be confronted and helped. And if 
an event arises that you need like a psychological assessment or or something during the treatment uh, where a psychological team will be there to support, to assist, to address whatever happens. But most of the times what we rather is to have you go through the experience on your own and then receive the assessment and the debriefing and the uh, insight uh, helped with a psychologist uh, attendance. So during that 12 hour period, um, are we eating? Am I walking around? Am I strapped to a table? Am I immobile? You know, what's, what's kind of happening during that period? So, so Margaret, um, there's a scientific aspect of everything I'm about to say, which hopefully uh, Dr. Malakar can elucidate on. I've done Ibogaine at Beyond. Um, I was, I think, our first uh, official treatment, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, it, it, it tends to be two phases. Uh, there's a more um, uh, psychedelic experience in the beginning, about four, for me, about 45 minutes after I took uh, the uh, dosage of Ibogaine, which uh, Dr. Malakara um, uh, calculated in his own uh, medical training and, and methodology, which you can get into. About 45 minutes, I had some buzzing in my ears, a bit of a uh, sensation of heat in my body. Uh, and so it's a slower um, compared to other um, psychedelic experiences. It's, it's not a rocket ship. It's sort of a slower trajectory. Uh, and then I personally, my own experience, I'm not speaking on behalf of, of, of Ibogaine, uh, it felt like I was being, I was able to go, it, the sensation, my eyes were closed. I had a very comfortable eye mask on. I had noise canceling headphones on. I'm in a very dimly lit room wearing, with a heart monitor, with the uh, nurses present, the psychologist present, and the doctor available coming in and out as needed. Mm -hmm. I was given a, a, a thorough briefing on what to expect, answered any questions uh, that I had uh, from the staff. Um, and then it seemed like about two hours later, I wanted to take the mask off mm -hmm. and ask the nurse who is by my side, how long has this been? Uh, but during that period, what seemed like about two hours, I felt like I was going out into space, a black sort of dark night sky where there were little lights. And when with my mind, I could go to those lights and I experienced something from my past, my parents, things I couldn't make sense of, you know, images, experiences from even high school. And I was able to see these experiences clearly, understand their relevance to things that I had thought, things that I had felt. Um, but I, did, I wasn't attached to them. I didn't feel any sense of shame or guilt or remorse related to traumatic events that had occurred to me, uh, early childhood, uh, early adult life, et cetera. Mm -hmm. When I took that mask off, so I did that for, it seemed like two hours. I asked the nurse, how long was that? She said, oh, that was six hours. Oh. And I had been doing that. 
and then there was an interesting, I was surprised, of course. Yeah. There was a shift where the visualization that I was just describing became much less pronounced. And my mind was extremely active. Mm. I was thinking about those experiences and others. My mind was planning. My, I was a very creative, introspective, rational experience that I had. Mm-hmm. It seemed like for another two hours, uh, maybe 45, you know, something, an hour or two. And I was very verbal, very talking. At no time did I feel lost. Did I feel like I was afraid? I felt uh, like I was clearly looking at and clearly thinking about and clearly under, more clearly understanding experiences of my life that were important to me, relationships, etc. I took the mask off again. I asked the nurse, how long is that then? And she said that was about five hours. So when we say 12 hour uh, experience, there's some benefits there because you actually have a lot of time to do some very deep work, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel laborious at all. Interesting. Interesting. And, okay. And so one last point. So there's something called ataxia. There is a sense of immobility. You're not up walking around. This is not a recreational experience. Uh, right. I'm, Laying in my in, in a bed, I I did have a sense at various times like, could I move? And w- I was able to wiggle my fingers and wiggle my toes and scratch my yeah. nose, very easily. But I wasn't uh, in the same way completely aware of my physical body in the way I am right now. Right. Uh, and when I needed to get up to use the restroom during that period, the the nurse assisted me. I was a little wobbly and off balance. Uh, but I was easily able to do that and then get back into bed and continue the journey. So interesting. Well, Tom, I hope that you're comfortable continuing to share. Now I feel invested in your experience. Um, so after you've kind of gone through this, what were your big takeaways? I don't know. I'm, I'm making assumptions that maybe you weren't suffering from a direct opioid addiction or severe debilitating depression or PTSD. So, you know, what caused you to undergo the treatment and what were those big changes that you were able to manifest afterwards? Great question. So, no, I, I, I am not suffering from a, a, an active addiction. Uh, and like most people, I have incidents of depression, some bits of anxiety. Uh, mm-hmm. And certainly I've had trauma, severe trauma in my early childhood. Uh, I was able to see those events that occurred to me uh, uh, um, as a young child from with, with clarity, with detail. Now, I've done much therapy, uh, conventional therapy, EMDR, somatic therapy, a lot of talk therapy. Um, and frankly, one of the benefits of, of the Ibogaine experience was uh, you know, to to see the relationship between all those years of work, mm-hmm. and a lot of money and a lot of SSRIs and so on in a context of, oh, actually, I have a much more self-motivated relationship with my own healing. From the beginning of the journey, I, I set an intention to go examine those events, to go look at those events. And I was able to see them in detail so uh, uh, up close, I could literally see the faces 
uh, of people in my life, some of whom I had had some resentments towards because I felt like they didn't treat me. In fact, they didn't treat me particularly well in certain circumstances. I'm not alone there. Um, but I was able to resolve that. I was able to see them as people who had made a mistake. Yeah. I was able to see them as people who in the, were, 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 in, were suffering themselves right. and be able to resolve my feelings about my thoughts, about those experiences, some of which had happened decades ago. And, 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 and I had tried to do that in conventional therapeutic settings. Right. And rationally, I believed I had. But I never felt like that real complete healing had occurred until I had the Ibogaine experience. So interesting. Okay. So that gets me, you know, wondering. And what I wanted, our big takeaway, what I wanted to talk about, and especially to kind of shift some minds around, okay, so say maybe I'm not ready to experience the Ibogaine therapy for myself, but I'm an entrepreneur, I'm in the industry, I'm in healthcare, I'm, you know, in the, the health and wellness industry. How might Ibogaine positively affect my business? You know, is there, are there ways that, you know, we were thinking, uh, you mentioned it being a great add-on service, right? So if say I'm a, I'm a talk therapist, I'm a traditional talk therapist, and I've been seeing, you know, my host of clients here, and there's some that just aren't progressing as quickly as I wanted them to. Is there, is it appropriate to team up with someone like you to help my, you know, to help my personal and private patients in my private practice? We think so. A lot of our referrals come from therapists whose clients have been struggling with chemical dependency or behavioral issues um, that conventional methods have not been able to uh, deeply enough address uh, with enduring recovery. Right. For sure, we, we were actively in dialogue with therapists, with rehabilitation, uh, drug and alcohol counseling uh, professionals, addiction medicine professionals, uh, as well as conventional rehabs. Uh, and there's a lot of reason for that because there's a lot of people that we can help less expensively, more quickly, and with a, within a, a longer term outcome, assuming they do their part, assuming they are motivated to do their part after that reset, um, then many conventional rehabs have been able to assist. Doctor, do you want to add something? Yes, definitely. Um, I think the most important part here is that, well, as Tom said, and this is not something that you can do recreationally. You're not going to be moving around. That's what I stress that you need to be in a, a medical setting right. and you're going to be in a bed. Yeah, you're not going to be restrained to a bed. You can change your position. You can move. It's going to be kind of difficult because as Tom already addressed, you get ataxia. Ataxia is moving constantly. So you will lose a little bit of your sense of your own body, mm -hmm. but it doesn't uh, interfere with uh, your movement. Yeah, you, you will be able to stand up and go to the bathroom, come back to the bed and get to another position. You can be laying on your back, you can be laying on your side, whatever is needed. 
we try to get our patients in the most comfortable way. And which is, what is more important of, of all of this is the way ibogaine uh, stimulates your brain. It, it stimulates your brain in, and I, I call it a brainstorm. It's a brainstorm that do not allow you to rest. And many people sometimes uh, even complain about being unable to sleep at nighttime because your brain doesn't leave you alone. It's like, okay, we need to solve this. We need to solve this. And there's ideas and there's images and there's thoughts and there's these brainstorm of uh, actions and successes that happens because they need to be solved. And your brain aware that, hey, we need to, to take care of this. We need to solve this. We need to address it with someone or ourselves or whatever. And well, that's the process that we need to go through in order to feel these uh, very important change in our brain chemistry and our perspective. Because even though, as I told earlier, ibogaine is, has a wide time of uh, remaining in your system, the window of opportunity will remain while you want it to be there, while you are still working with it. Because eventually, if you, lay, if you don't uh, address what is going on and you leave it alone or you leave it behind, even though it continues there, you will not be aware of it anymore and things will go back to the same old, which is what we don't want to happen. Yeah? I cannot guarantee that it will not happen because this is a work of more than one person. It's not just the physician which is treating the, the, the guest. It's not just the person, the, the, the patient, the guest which is receiving the treatment and it's not only the psychological team behind this. Mm -hmm. We need to work all together to be able to help people that the moment that they need to leave, they are ready to leave the premises, they are ready to face the world they left behind. And as you said, this is not a vacation setting, but it will feel like vacation setting. And sometimes getting back to reality is overwhelming. So they will need to be ready not to get that much of overwhelmed about getting back to reality. They need to be ready to say, okay, I need to address this with courage, with braveness, and to do what it has to be done to change it for good. Well, I mean, that was a great way to end it. It's so impactful. Um, there's so many more questions I feel like I personally have about Ibogaine, and this definitely shifted my mindset when it comes to the capabilities of this medicine, um, and it gives me so much hope for the future of so many that are suffering from opioid addiction, especially in the United States, and you know, looking forward to the work that you guys are doing to continue to destigmatize this medicine and make it even more accessible. So hopefully we'll be able to do a part two. I know at the minimum, we're going to make sure that all of you watching have a connection directly to beyond. They have amazing educational research videos, um, articles, They're, they do tons of content to help you understand when this is appropriate for you or how you might be able to share this with someone who it could be life-changing for. So thank you again, Tom. Thank one, you, Dr. One last thing, yes. Margaret. We routinely um, connect our alumni with prospective guests to help them understand that we have um, you know, deeply committed to what we call aftercare, some people call integration, both the acute while on site and long-term care. So the preparation 
that begins before a guest leaves their home is continued after they get back home with that therapeutic coach to really underscore that transformation that's occurred while they were on site with us at Beyond. So and there's a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Right? Many people don't have that type of runway aftercare. You know, they don't have that type of post-treatment care built into their plan. And that's what makes you guys so special in the work that you're doing. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, we really do believe that that's absolutely crucial. It is the beginning. The eye begins the beginning. We want to do it in the right context, the right set and setting with that roadmap for recovery or transformation. But we also want to be there as life shows up for those guests after they've left to help them understand how do I respond to the stress or this challenge of life now that I've had this experience with the team at Beyond in Mexico. Well, I, I can't wait. We're, maybe we can even, when we repost this, we'll link to some of the testimonials that you guys have. And so I know for me, that was so enlightening, just hearing true use cases of real individuals that went through the treatment and what they were able to to take away from that. Such amazing to hear your story as well, Tom. Thank you for sharing I, that. You're welcome. I spoke with a guest who was with us in early April. He's now 90 days after his departure. He's truly thriving This is someone with years, decades of addiction uh, and chemical dependency, a functioning adult with a family with with teenagers and so on, but had never really been able uh, through his own efforts and conventional rehabilitation techniques to uh, recover. He's now 90 days out and just really thriving. We're so proud of him. And uh, there are many other examples as well. But I think one of the most important considerations is long after or or, or months after people leave uh, a treatment facility, how are they doing? How are we keeping in touch with them and supporting the change that happened while they were with us at Beyond in Mexico? And, you know, understanding that you guys have built a business structure that doesn't need a cyclical patient. Do you know what I mean? A lot of these practices, you got to start wondering like, well, if you guys cure me, I won't come back. And so is that really in your best interest? And so, you know, that's so unique. And you can learn more about that because Tom is going to be a guest on our investor hot seat for Psychedelic Invest coming up here um, in the next few weeks. And so you'll be able to answer, I think, a lot of those questions about the business side of things and how your mission is still connected to your business structure and why that is setting you guys apart in this field. So again, thank you guys so much. I hope we were able to shift some some minds out there when it comes to alternative medicines and specifically to ibogaine. So thank you all so much, and uh, we'll see you guys again. You're welcome. And they can just find you, right? I mean, can they? Can I self enroll, or do I need some sort of referral if I did want to visit the retreat? You don't need a referral. People come to Beyond, spelled B-E-O-N-D dot us. Beyond us, uh, there's an easy form they fill out. This commences the medical evaluation, psychological evaluation, and the engagement. Uh, it happens regularly for us. We've got a strict process that, that our therapists, our doctors, our client care professionals utilize to support someone's decision making, whether they come to Beyond or not. We want them to have the best information they can about why they might consider Ibogaine or any psychedelic substance for their own transformation. Wonderful. Well, thank you again. 
we can't wait to uh, hear more testimonies that come from this. It's great. It's a great program. Thanks for having us. Great to of see course. you, Doctor. Thank you, Margaret. It's nice a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much for this invitation. Thank you guys so much. And make sure to stay connected to all of the data that's happening inside of the industry and to connect with individuals and organizations like Beyond, Tom and Dr. Felipe Malacara. Make sure that you're a part of Newly, which is a great database that's working to destigmatize the psychedelic industry and brings together entrepreneurs, patients, therapists, and investors into one central platform. So make sure you visit us at newly.com as well. I'm Margaret Williamson, head of partnerships at Nucleus. You guys have a great day and we'll see you for the next month mind-shifting moment.